All right, man, we are live. I'm going to go to my cell phone here and pull up and share the um the video so we can get as many people as possible watching the same. If y'all are just tuning in, welcome to the show. I am Clay Edwards. This is Trig, and the other man is Chops. I really feel like the three of us need no introduction but just in case you're new here and don't know who we are that is who we are i am uh sharing this to my facebook no introduction needed let's get it we <clears throat> so what i'm really excited about with this is you know we put this together pretty quick it's been on my mind for a long time to do this ever since i first got into doing this i was like i get there's gonna be a point we're going to have Trig and Chops. I thought about doing it separately. Then I said, no, I you, want them at the same time. Yeah, you got to have us together. I want it at the same time because we all three, uh, Trig had a little head start on us. But we all three, <laughs> from the time I owned my first bar, you guys rode, rode the tank with me. You know, for better or for worse, y'all had my back when I was right, when I was wrong. A lot of times when I was wrong. A lot of times. A lot of times. And, uh. I, you know, we've remained friends over the years through thick, through thin. You know, our kids have grown up to know each other. And, man, it's been a good time. So I thought, why don't we do something special for ourselves and for everybody that we know? And uh, let's do this. So welcome to the shit show, everybody. Now, we've got a Trig Jr. in the house. You want to jump in front of the camera and wave at everybody real quick? Little Trig. So family. Family, now to my daughters that see this, I did not know we were inviting children or, uh, or, or I would have invited y'all. <laughs> so, but uh, this is what we're doing, man. Like I said, really excited about this. Joe, straight from work to home. But again, I hate for everybody just tuning in because we are on the Save Jackson page. If you guys grew up in Jackson, going to nightclubs anytime from Trig, when did you get in the club business? Uh, Pull that mic closer to him. 94 ish. 94-ish. Chops, when did you? Um, I'm gonna say probably late 97. What was your first club job? <clears throat> the first one officially was the Buffalo Chips gig. So that would have been 98, 99. 98. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 98, 99, somewhere in there. And my first job in the bars was working the door at Bailey Avenue Inez's. Mm. Or it was either there or it was or it was at rodeos as a bar back. It was, it was all kind of there about the same time. I think it had to be been Inez's because I remember being underage, 17 years age. old. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being 17, working the door with Miss Inez, checking everybody else's IDs, telling them if they could come in or not. Meanwhile, I was working there with a fake ID. <laughs> you know, I don't know if Inez knew or not. You know, sorry, Miss Inez. Uh, put, rolling it all out there. So, uh, but so we, suffice to say, man, we go back. And we've seen a lot of stuff over the years in the clubs and chops. Now, Trig, did you ever work at the dock? Briefly. Briefly. Did you? Now, chops, you rode the dock. Yeah. You were there at the very end, weren't you? Uh, no, actually, I was in California toward the very end. Or just moving back from California and all. Doing that whiskey and go. Now, um. Now, real quick, before we jump all the way in, there's no way I can do a live feed tonight and not mention LOL at Jackson on their garbage stuff. Um, I believe that the garbage should all be, you should all take your garbage to one of two places, City Hall or Antar Lumumba's 
driveway and just burn it all there because this was so avoidable. <laughs> so avoidable. Everybody, you know, I, I'm pretty sure somewhere on the Clay Edwards Show podcast, I discussed that this was going to end in a complete disaster, and it did. It did. I was, I'm Clay Stradamus <laughs> over here. <laughs> um, all right, so if you guys want to chime in, we got your uh, – I see all your live chats and stuff. We'll pull you up. If you want to text into the show, if you don't want to leave comments in the comment, you can text my Guns and Gear text line that I use on the radio show. It's 769-241-1944. I'm going to type that in here. Text text line 769-241-944. All right, so we did, a, we did an honorary shot for our friend Kyle Bullock. You know, if you know Kyle, he should be a part of this, but unfortunately we lost him five, six years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's not here. It's uh, obviously there. But Kyle was a big a big fan of doing the shots. So we did a shot in, <laughs> in his honor. <laughs> um, all right. So let's fast forward a little bit uh, or, or, or jump back in time. I mean, buffalo chips. Let's start. Lord. And we can go back from there. So me and Trig, he wanted me to tell this story before we went on the air. He's like, Tell them, how, tell them how we know each other, Clay. So we were at Buffalo Chips, and for those that don't know, Buffalo Chips was the old Mississippi bar nothing on Highway 18. Chip Matthews owned it, and they also had the place out next door to Shuckers yes. that was ended up being a Smith Marine. And it had been Gators and a dozen other. It was Buffalo Chips North. Buffalo on the res. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, it was also Muddy Waters at one point. Yes. The I double think that wide. Was, yeah, I think Muddy Waters is probably its most famous incarnation. Yeah. And – so Chip was doing both of those, those with his cast of uh, business partners and whatnot. And I'm a, I, you know, shit, I was going to Heinz at the time. I was 21, 22, somewhere in that neighborhood. Anyway. Yeah, something like that. Had to be a little older than that. Anyway, um, we're at Buffalo Chips getting a fight one night. Trig chokes me out. <laughs> Put rats in big arms around me. Chokes me out. I was mad. I, I went total old Miss Frat guy. And went back there and said, do you know who my daddy is? <laughs> what a douchebag move, right? <laughs> but it worked. Um, I ended up as part owner of the bar. <laughs> and my boss. And his exactly. boss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so That's the way the shit works, huh? In like a two or three day time period. Like, well, look at him, look at him. You choke out a white kid and he buys the fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chip did this thing called sweat equity. Oh the, yeah, you bought in, well, and then Chip, you did all the work. Chip knew how to rip you off. So yeah, Chip, Chip knew how to recruit. Exactly. Chip knew how to recruit. No man, look, Chip's still doing it, man, out there at Acme Pizza. They're one of the sponsors on the Clay Edwards show. So uh, <clears throat> shout out to Acme Pizza. We went with Little Caesars tonight because it was a block away from the house. But <laughs> you know, I would have rather it been Acme, but it was way out of the way. So we're all working there, and man, look, it was hell. Hell. It was hell. I mean, in a good way. I mean, you know, we, we, we tore it up. I mean, Ugh. Chops, what are some of your memories from that that time frame? Because that was your first first foray into being a bouncer. I mean, hell, I really can't remember too much of shit. Well, that's why I brought <laughs> I y'all mean, on, because I can't remember anything. Dude, that was... Damn. I do know, I remember one fucking night, we got into that big-ass bar fight. It was downstairs. And I ended up turning my fucking hand into hamburger meat because I swung at the dude and he ducked and I went through the glass display case. I remember that. (laughs) 
I remember that look. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Man, look, I remember um, talking about bar fights and uh, one of our mutual friends, Derek. Oh. So I met the old place next door to Pops there when John Adams had it. Um, Stardust. Yeah, Stardust. Stardust. I'm at Stardust one night, and the girl that I was uh, dating or had been dating on and off at the time, she was dating me and this other guy, kind of going back and forth. And I saw them there at the at the bar. I'm like, oh, hell no. You know, I'm going to do something about this. And they used to, when the bathrooms used to be in a, down a hallway. Yeah, back down. Yeah, like an L-shaped yep, hallway. Yep, right well, I went to the, I went in the hallway and man, I'd be damned. Apparently him and all 37 of his friends uh, were coming out of the bathroom and there I was after I'd been running my mouth. I was like, well, it is, you know, what to say, hit or get hit? Exactly. It was hit or get hit. And I mean, I just swung. I was like, well, I'm going down swinging and I, I missed. Oh, I spun around. That's the worst. I ended up on the ground, commenced getting my ass kicked. And uh, Derek, man, God bless him. You know, he jumped in, took an ass whooping with me. Yeah. And that, that was the night he messed his arm up and had, what, a thousand arm surgeries. Yeah. You know, uh, elbow surgeries, everything else over that. But uh, that, that's my most memorable. And because we, then we ended up opening Crazy 8. It was the same time we opened Crazy 8. Yeah. So that was when we went back up there and got in a fight with those guys. Y'all remember that? And we took the whole crew back up there, and, and it's like then we got the we got the upper hand advantage. And there was never a rubber band match. They came back out to Crazy Eight. It was like truce. Yeah. I was like, thank God, I'm trying to fight these guys. They y'all got me. We got y'all. We're good. I, I hadn't seen those guys since then, but I still remember their names. I won't say their names on here, but uh, good times, good times for sure. Now, Trig, most recently, you've been a soldier at Pops. Yeah. Are you still there? Pull the mic. You got to keep that mic up close, dog. Yes, sir. Uh, so what, what's going on at Pops, man? I mean, that, that that it's a legendary place. I know it's different owners and stuff now, and Jackson's obviously changed a lot. Um, But Pops is still Pops. It's still Pops. It's, is it still popping at Pops? Yeah, it's still good. I mean, the demographic changed a little, but it's still Pops. I mean, is it, so is it still like after the strip clubs close, everybody goes yeah, there? Everybody goes there. Because there's no really, after the clubs close anymore, because there's really no clubs left. M-Bar. Yeah, I mean, because you got Shelkers. That, that, I know of nothing. Yeah, I don't go anywhere. No, me I mean, either. I go to downtown Brandon here to Burgers and Blues. You know, I don't, I don't venture out much anymore. Not at all. Not at all. So, well, anything crazy going on? I want to tell a story real quick uh, about Pops. My daughters were there one night, and... I guess some shooting popped off out in the parking lot and uh trig gets them behind a bar or something or another. And I, that was the last time they really went out like that. They're like, Oh, I mean, I was like, no, y'all understand. <laughs> just some places ain't meant for little young girls. Why would you allow them out there? I mean, you just don't know. <laughs> you don't know, but still, I mean, you gotta look. <laughs> ah, you know, my, my daughter texts, what you doing? I was like a podcast. Live right now. <laughs> Obviously, you're not watching. Let's uh, man, let's go through some um, some of the comments here. Let's see uh, rodeos man, just people saying what's up. Kind of going down the uh, the what's ups there. Not a whole lot of action in the comments so far. Right. Um, going back to bar fights, buffalo chips. I've never been. You remember us versus the hockey team? Yeah. 
No, true. Remember, remember <laughs> us versus the f- Mississippi State fraternity <laughs> at Crazy Eight. That was another time they got the best of us. <laughs> Retreat. Well, Retreat. The hockey team never got the best of us. No. The bandits. Yeah. So tell a story. Well, I mean, we didn't know who they were at first. Where was it at? Buffalo Chips. Okay. Upstairs. They came in and just started starting shit. So it was me, him, Jeff, and Jason. We kicked them all out, and they wanted to start running their mouth outside. So when people, when, if you hear us refer to Buffalo Chips upstairs, downstairs, the old Highway 18, the Bar Nothing, there was two buildings. There was Bar Nothing and the Party House. Upstairs is bar nothing. Yeah. Downstairs is the party house. Let's kind of paint the picture for y'all. Were either one of y'all working there still when it burned down? No, I had just left. I think CJ was actually working there. I think CJ was actually sleeping in the office when it caught fire. So CJ. JJ. <laughs> no, CJ. Which one's CJ? He was a buddy of Daryl's that actually ended up moving out to California with all of us. When we went, he was, uh, hell, I can't describe him. How did I, kind of balding. I don't remember him. White guy. Yeah, he was a white guy. Oh, a white guy. <laughs> we do, have we, do we still have to define things by white or black? <laughs> <laughs> so did anybody meet their wives in the bar? Uh, I did. Trig, where did y'all meet? Red Lobster. Red Lobster? She was a bartender there or something, wasn't she? No. No, she wasn't a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Did she work there? No. no okay. I couldn't remember. <laughs> Trude just refuses to talk into the microphone. I know. When his son is back there going. There's a, well, her, her sister was kind of sweet on Jason Jones. Yeah. And knowing this poor of you, I got stuck with her. <laughs> and just never left. <laughs> just never left. Never left. How many kids y'all got? Three? Two. Two? Two. Are you still wrestling? Dude, I'm old. Is that a no. yes? That's a no. That's <laughs> a no. That shit hurts. Yeah. It uh do you watch any wrestling anymore? Very little. Uh, yeah, it's not what it used to be. No. It's a bunch of trapeze artists jumping around right. and yeah, you know, I mean I respect game recognized game. You know, they're talented, but they don't tell stories. They don't tell stories. Right. Let's see. Uh, but we had, you know, we had the Breakhouse Brown at the 105. Yeah. Breakhouse Brown, you know, 105. Then he went over to Horseshoe. And crazy thing about it, when he passed, he was like, Talking about how you had never been to WWE Hall of Fame. He died. And they put him. They in. put him in. Yeah. To my brick house. Yeah. Is he in there now? Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, your wife um, message <laughs> uh, comments. Uh, Emily says uh, stuck? Question mark. Gotcha. Trig's already in trouble. We ain't. We ain't, we hadn't even knocked the dust off this thing yet, and Trig can't come home. <laughs> Jeff Goodman said, "Bucky, motherfucking Combs." Speaking of Bucky, that night we got into the fight with the uh, hockey team. I think he joined in with us. <laughs> now, I have a good – you know, I, I have a lot of Bucky stories. But the best Bucky story – not the best. I couldn't tell that one on here. Um, one of the best Bucky stories is, you know, we would all, for a long time, a Jackson tradition on Thursday nights was to not 
go out in Jackson. He went over to Daiquiri World. Yeah. And so you had Daiquiri World and the strip bar right next to each other right. with the Long Branch Saloon. Yep. Long Branch. And the, the old butt hut. And, well, we're, I don't look, Vicksburg guys are the most territorial dudes in the state of Mississippi. It's not close. I don't care. People can say whatever they want about South Jackson in the 90s. Vicksburg guys are the most territorial people in the world. It did not matter what you were doing there. The fact you were there, irked, your existence irked them. We were playing foosball. I don't know what happened. Next thing I know, Bucky reaches across the, the foosball table and smacks the crap out of a guy. Next thing you know, I get hit in the back of the head with a beer bottle so hard that I didn't feel it. All you felt was the beer. Yeah. And just like something, you felt something wet zoom past both ears. And I, I felt I was bleeding. I was like, oh, I got hit with a damn beer bottle. We end up outside. Bucky picks up, picks up a cross tie. Now, it's swinging him more than he's swinging it. Yeah. But it, it freaked the guys out just enough that this human could pick up a cross tie. And um, we were able to get in the vehicle and get the hell out of there. And the bugs like, stop at the gas station, dog. I'm like, we're getting the hell <laughs> back across the river. We ain't stopping till we get to Hines County, dog. <laughs> yeah. You got to love some Bucky. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> hey, um, somebody texted in and said, what is Trigg's favorite type of frog? Oh, a dead one. <laughs> hey, you gotta tell us a story. Uh, I just hate frogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, look, I walked outside my garage the other morning getting ready to go to work and be down. They wanted a big frog jumping. I was like, I wanted to come back in and get one of my little dogs. I'm like, get it. Dude, it don't matter what kind of frog it is. He is like terrified. Like, I thought he was gonna kill me one fucking night because I threw a tree frog on his ass. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> Micah Gober texts in and says, Remember the statue of limitations, fellas. I think they're up by now. To be safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sean Harmon says, What's up, guys? In a long time no see. What's up, Sean? It's nice well, seeing a bunch of these old folks, man. Jump in here, man. I, I ain't got a chance to see any of these people in a long time. You know, this is the way we have to do it as we get older now, kind of jump in and uh <clears throat> Do a podcast every now and then just see people online. All right. So we kind of back to the club stuff for a minute. Well, it's crazy eight. So much happened there. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's really, we could write a book about that. You know, most people don't, don't re- remember this, but it was only open a little less than two years. Yeah, it was a short time. But, uh, and I had 105 for damn near 10 years, but more people remember me from crazy eight. I get asked more crazy eight questions than anything else that I've ever done. I think it was the back room at crazy eights. The I kitchen. Think that's what got everybody. Yeah. The kitchen. <laughs> it was just a revolving door. <laughs> There's a picture of me somewhere in this house with a, we brought the hot oil wrestlers to town for my birthday. Oh God. Multiple times. <laughs> it was my birthday a lot. I had more than two birthday parties in that two years we were there. But, um, there's one of a naked hot oil wrestler sitting in my lab, just a Polaroid picture, you know, because that's how you did it back in 2001. <laughs> so that, that same night, I think we were doing the hot oil wrestlers and they got me in there because it was my birthday and they tried to pull my pants off and I was just having to be commando that night. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. It was like a tug of war. It's like, it's cold in here. You ain't pulling these down. <laughs> 
It was never cold in that building, exactly. but it was cold that night. <laughs> it got cold real quick. Oh man, the uh, and man, just all the fights. I'll never forget the. I'll, I'll never forget the Papa Roach night, and ending up, ending up with the drummer who was married to Steven Tyler's other daughter. Yes, ending up with he's not in the band anymore, but ending up with him at Babes. And well, I can't remember. We went to New Orleans to see him. Yeah, that was a great time. And we we uh we hooked up with the guitar player. Was it Tobin or something like that? Anyway, the bass player. Yeah, the bass player. And with some crazy cab driver that had us out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I thought I thought he was gonna gonna stab him. Yeah, and I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt, and we're trying to get into uh, what's the big strip Rick's yeah. Gentleman Club or whatever. They wouldn't let me in because I had on a sleeveless shirt. And the bass player was like, I'll buy him a shirt. Just let us in. And they were like, no. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. We'll go party at Larry Flint's then. <laughs> hey, well, now speaking of, speak, he's not here to defend himself, but you mentioned New Orleans and Bourbon Street. I'll never forget you and Chip going to jail. Oh, down there. God. So we all go down to New Orleans for just a party. Well, we went to the Kiss concert. Is that what it was? The Kiss concert? It was the very first farewell tour. Because it was Skid Row, Ted Nugent, and Kiss, and well, I think I think that's when Tommy had just joined Skid Row. Well, we ended up back on Bourbon Street, and I ended up back at the hotel room. And Trig and Chops end up at some restaurant. No, me and Chip. I'm sorry, Chip. So, well, all these nicknames. We. I went to Memphis. Yeah, he he says, "Hey, let's go eat at this." little place I always like to eat at when I come to bourbon. I was like, okay, that's fine. And it was the Clover Grill, which is all the way down on the, on the gay end, which I don't care. But, yep. Fuck it. it. It's good food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, gay folks know how to party. So, exactly. So they sit us down at this table and apparently where I was sitting, every time somebody would come in, the door would hit me in the back. So apparently not, not, had, not, not your preferred way to get hit in the back. Exactly. <laughs> Especially at a gay restaurant. Come on now. The jokes write themselves. Exactly. So, uh, apparently I say something. Well, apparently the cook says something and allegedly I had stood up and started flipping tables while people were sitting there eating at them. I don't believe they not a up. word of it. They end up in OPP. I end up in OPP for eighteen fucking hours. So I, I didn't. I was. I didn't. I had barely. It was. It was either gas money to get home or just stay down there and be miserable. I had just enough gas money to get home and send back help. And keep in mind, two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that. Yeah. You know, the, the cell phones were not as readily available at that time. I don't even know if I had a cell. I'm sure I had a cell phone at that time, but I couldn't get in touch with anybody. We didn't know Chops' real name. <laughs> Chip could not get Chops out of jail because he did all he knew was Chops. Yeah. Because that Sharon had came down to get Chip. And they were trying to get Chops. And nobody knew Chops. He's like, big white guy with the beard. It's like, brother, this is New Orleans. There's a lot of that here. Yeah. So so you know you spent 18 hours in OPP? 18 hours. I was making phone calls from a payphone in the pod. That's back when you still got to know people's phone, had to know people's phone. <laughs> exactly. Well, somehow or another, they end up calling the hotel. I, I end up answering the phone in the hotel room. 
the chip called you like we're in jail. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> that that's, that sucks. And um, so I ended up coming back home. There was nothing I could well, do. Well, apparently the wrong answer to we are calling the cops is fuck you. I'm waiting on the cops. Never do that. When our when our hotel was like two blocks down on our fucking bourbon, all we had to do was go down there real quick. That look, New Orleans is odd like that. There's, it's kind of like Jackson as far as criminality, but don't you get in a fight and don't you pee on the side of a building? Yes, there's like they just they take the whole peeing on the side of a building thing very serious down there. The uh, the last time I remember. Not the last time I went to New Orleans, but uh, the last time I went down there to like to really party was a New Year's Eve, and it kind of broke me of it. They were the it was so packed that the crowd just kind of picked you up and moved you down the road. And I'm not necessarily even claustrophobic, but that was that was good enough for me. I was like, oh, I think I've had about enough. Now every time you turn on the news, there's a shooting or something going on down in New Orleans. But <clears throat> let's see here. Let's check up on some uh, some text here. Or comments, should we say? Uh, Ricky Bowie says, "Remember the remember when Trig let me get jumped at Crazy Eight? <laughs> so, look, man, I I remember so little. You asshole <laughs> about Crazy Eight. I say, they beat the hell out of me. I mean, they were like, yeah. I I guess I wasn't he there was, that night. No, he what? was drunk, and so his friend I'm like won't take him home, so he's gonna sit in the car." And some guys pull in right beside him. He's over there, passed out. You know, Bowie ain't never did shit to nobody. And when I just happened to be doing a parking lot stroll, and I see Bowie getting stomped in the corner. Oh, shit. So I go down there, fight these people, I'll help him up, and man, his shit was fucked up. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Terry says someone has created a candle that's supposed to smell like Mardi Gras. I'm like, what is it? Piss and vomit? Wow. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Hey, she also asked, what was the name of the club on Highway 18? She says she said she thinks some folks were killed there. It wasn't open very long. Um, so the, the clubs on Highway 18 were the Roundup. That was the that was the redneck, the like the rodeo bar, the cowboy bar, Roundup. Yeah. Then there was visions did oh. either one of y'all work at visions and for the people that don't remember visions is the one on 18 that was in the old fisherman fish house and they had the hot oil wrestling and they had the fight night i uh, josh gaskin and me <laughs> i want to say did i work at visions after miss inez left and the other guy bought it but it would have been i can't remember if it was visions it would have been after the other guy bought it because it was always inez's when she yeah it was, I remember she had a business partner there at one point. That was, I remember I left there that night and she told me, don't leave. And I wrecked my 3000 GT pulling in my neighborhood. <laughs> and she's like, don't leave. I just remember I, I, it limped to the house. And I remember walking outside the next morning and forgotten all about it. And there it was bent like a, like a U. Yeah. I'm like, that wasn't a dream. No wonder I'm so sore. <laughs> Mama turned around. There was my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about, uh, what was it called? The the limitations? Yes. <laughs> yeah, good times. Good I'm, su- times. I'm surprised Shelby didn't whip your ass. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. If it, had, <laughs> if it happened in a previous century, I think we're clear, right? 
if it still, had a, if it still had a 19 on the front of it, <laughs> oh yeah, you're we're clear. We're clear. Yeah, we had a good time, man. Uh, look, I, I tr- I've tried to get Miss Inez to sit down and tell some war stories, and oh, that'd be awesome. And I, I'm like, you know, don't even do it for me. Do it for Jackson. I mean, do it for everybody that paid five dollars to get in. And you know, I, I learned a valuable lesson from my dad's about pricing beer and all that stuff. She was like, "Don't overprice it, and always add some change to it, like two dollars yeah. and fifty cents instead of three dollars. Your bartender will get the fifty cents; they'll be happy, and they'll buy more beer. Yeah, right. You, you'll make more money selling it for cheaper. And it's the Walmart philosophy is what I've always kind of acknowledged it as. Exactly. It's and like uh, it's like Miss Boots, seventy five cent beer night. Uh, Michael Bracewell asked who won the catwalk before it was 105. Um, Michael, somebody, I think, wasn't it? Or Patrick or Pat? It was two guys, wasn't it? Yeah. Two brothers. Yeah, it was two brothers. I, mean, I, I don't know who they were. But. If you hadn't asked Michael, I could have told you their name. I just uh, don't remember off the top of my head. My memories of the catwalk are probably uh, really fuzzy. They're, yeah, they're really fuzzy because. I never really had that much fun upstairs in the catwalk. It no, was all, it, it all was the all, fun was downstairs out on the streets. Yeah, it was always the fights and the and and all that. I mean, I didn't go to the catwalk a whole whole lot, but I you know, but it, I went enough for it to be legendary. Yeah, but I always had I Nez's was just my spot, you know, because I kind of had run of the place. I mean, she really let us have a good yeah. time there, and she took care of us. And then of course, first time I ever went to a bar. Ever was Midnight Sun. Fake ID, of course. Yes. Dirty D was uh, oh, was the DJ. Uh, quarter Pitchers. And I just remember a lot of those kind of like South Jackson legends. The older, it's funny to think of somebody that was 18 or 19 as being an older guy. But just compared to me at the time, they were, I was 16. They were 18 or 19. That's a huge age difference right. at that point. I remember them out there getting in fights on the sidewalk. I'm like, man, I like this. You know, I never wanted to get my ass kicked. But I sure like watching other people do it. You know. Miles said quarter pitcher at the depot. Oh, I remember. Well, I don't remember many of those nights, but because apparently me and Derek was quarter pitchers with a fifth of heaven heel and Mountain Dew. Oh, me. You wore the chain. Yes. And the the porn star hat with the uh, bottle caps around it, (laughs) our beer caps. Me, Bucky, Sonny Evans. This cat, uh, Chris Reagan, he's, he, he's no longer with us, but we, we had all been at a party one night and we stole the liquor from the guy's house <laughs> and it was Kool-Aid mixed with vodka. Well, these geniuses, everybody not named Clay in the car, <laughs> um, decided that they wanted to do that the next night. So what they, what we did is we went to the liquor store, they bought vodka and packs of powder Kool-Aid, Ooh. mixed it together and thought, this is the same thing that guy had. I'm like, they, he diluted it. Water. Yeah. You're missing the water. And uh, they never did it. Well, well, water and sugar. Water, yeah. Well, all this was was sugar and sugar. There was no water. And they drank it. And poor Chris Reagan, it went straight to the head, man. I remember we, we were at the depot. And, you know, the stage was kind of, it's just the same stage. is still there. Yeah. You know, and, man, he just, he fell off. And he, he hit head first. So we end up at the hospital. We got to call his brother and be like, um, I, I think Chris is uh, had alcohol poisoning and a concussion. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, every time I say alcohol poison, I cringe a little because I've had it once. Well, knowingly once, once it almost died. It was me and Sonny 
What's up, dog? <laughs> and uh, and we were at the Groove, and there's there's one that it was because it was like it was the first like techno rave yeah. bar in Jackson. It's really the only one that was successful, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that kind of did its own thing. And man, I got I we started the night off. I still to this day can't smell Seagram Seven without <laughs> wanting to throw up. Doing flaming Dr. Peppers and all yes. that, and I ended up passing out in the basically in State Street. I thought. And uh, and long story short, ended up at the hospital, and they were like, "Man, had your friend not had your friend not got you here, you know, within about if even three minutes later getting here, you'd be dead." So thirty years later, Sonny Evans still reminds me he saved your life. that he saved my life. And uh, I like I'm like, man, good lord. Sometimes I'm like, I wish you'd just let me die. Mm. You know, what's Sonny up to now? Man, Sonny is uh Sonny's doing pretty well for himself, man. He is uh he's married. He got him a he got him a um a bride from from uh overseas somewhere. <laughs> and and he uh man, he he's so he's, did that come he's a paramedic. I don't know. I have to ask him. <laughs> a paramedic. Free shipping. Yep, he's a paramedic, man. He uh he, he's doing well for himself. Uh, let's see here. Let's check up on some of these. I see Miles. Shout out to Miles Swain. Uh, I'm sure Miles got into a fight or two at a bar back in the day. Uh, let's see here. I, uh, John Craig. There, John Craig chimed in. First time I met Trig, he grabbed me up. The next morning I was in the gym. J- John, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but the first time I met Trig, he grabbed me up too. <laughs> and the next morning I owned the bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll show that motherfucker. <laughs> We, man, we've been friends ever since. It was true. It was all good. I mean, really, it, it's that, that story. That story sounds worse than well, it is. The first time I met Trig was Inez's off Bailey. He was dragging someone out by the neck and just dropped them on the railroad tracks. And he looked at us and said, "Y'all come on in." And I'm like, "Do we really fucking want to?" <laughs> I know. I know. But we went in and had a great time. Where was that? That was Inez's, Inez's, the original. The Bailey? Yeah. What was your favorite Inez's, Bailey Avenue? It has to be. Okay. Now, I loved it, but I'm going to tell you the one I, that I have some of my best memories at is the one where the green room is now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Back there. Right off right off 55. Yeah. Behind the old Jaguar. I can't remember. Stuff. It's like the flags and more stuff store now. Sorry, my dogs are it's like wrestling. Isn't that Cedars of Lebanon? Or yeah, yeah. Well, it's there? not Cedars of Lebanon, but it's that it's same overall, general it's, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right over there. Um, yeah, well, we got some of the Jump Out Boys from uh, Capitol Police watching. Shout out. Shout out to the hashtag Jump Out Boys. Uh, y'all would have, uh, I'm sure I'm sure they got in plenty of fights back in the day. Big Mike said, uh, Jump Out Boys still doing it, that off Bailey Avenue. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, let's see. Bound Street is what it was. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Bracewell. Bound Street. That so and then you know where the gay bar where they keep putting gay bars over and over and over on Northview by Meadowbrook? Yeah. The old uh the NJ's pockets. Yeah, it was polyesters and jaded. all that. Yeah, yeah. jaded, but it's been a million gay bars. And let me just say this. Before I became It was the new edge at one point. It was. And it was Inez's for a long time. Yeah. So so there was one point where look. I, I talk a lot of shit about like drag queens and stuff like that. And just all this political cultural war stuff. 
But, I mean, we used to have a good time, like, getting drunk and going to the drag shows at the gay bars. I mean, that was fun back in the day, like, just some late-night bullshit to get into. You know, and man, it's just, what happened to those days? Now it's just all, bring your kids right. to the drag show. Like, no, we're going to beat you up if you try to get kids, kids to a drag show. But, anyway, that location was a fun Inez's, too. And it was the new edge at one point. Yeah. You know, I don't remember if Chip was involved in that or who was involved in that I, one. I think he was to a certain point. At Fire, what was the name of the gay bar that Chip owned? Uh, well, Dick and Jane's. Dick and Jane's. Yes. And he used to send me to the gay bar as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so the gay bar was right across the street from 105. Right. Yeah. And you know, again, I always like a late night party. So when 105 would be winding down or I just kind of got tired of that, uh, doing the 105 thing, I would just go over, you know, grab some people like, hey, let's go across the street over to the gay bar. And Dude, I remember some of my black buddies uh, didn't know what it was. And we walked in, and they start looking around. It was like, that. what have you done to me? Where have you taken my People can't see me here. <laughs> the hood won't appreciate this. <laughs> but, uh, man, we had a good time. The Jackson used to be so fun. And you mean, it did. Every night, there was a, like, your Wednesday night was ladies' night. Thursday night was college night. Friday night, you went and saw a band. Yep. And then, man, there were some great live bands of Fred's, all of Fred's different bands, Blindside, Storage 24, Fuse X. I mean, I know he went in Fuse X, but just that era. Max Cherry, Geronimo Rex. I mean, even even later than that, you know, you had like Charlie Mars and you had the Screaming Cheetah Wheelies and all those guys. I mean, you had so many good bands that were coming oh, through. I mean, the, the live music, this group right here, Fling Hammer and Jackson, it's, I mean, pound for pound. We we've been blessed to work some of the and, and just have partied at some of the yes. clubs and seen some of the best live shows. I mean, I still Nickelback and Three Doors Down at Hallamals with special guest Salavi <laughs> in the big room at Hallamals, and I bet you 150 people didn't show up. Yeah, right. you know, it's just it was that's the kind of I mean, I know people can make all the Nickelback jokes you want. But they were still one of those are one of the biggest bands in the world, you know. So to to see them play a little club. And the next time that some version of that tour came to town, it was at one Jackson place. Yeah. I think that was the last concert they did there. Was the nickel back and three doors down. Damn. We did, uh, you and I, we went to, uh, what was it? Snoop Dogg. Yes. Miles. Yes, Snoop Dogg at Howlin' Miles. Yep. It was it was pretty fun. Now, yeah, I was at the Snoop Dogg at Howlin' Miles. Somewhere over there on my wall, which y'all can't see behind the camera is <laughs> – my wall of tickets and backstage passes that I have framed. And so, you know where that was inspired from Yeah, Drake, uh, Drake elder that had bebop. Yeah. Yeah. His office in his office inside the Coliseum, the Ticketmaster office. Yes. Now his was professionally done. Yeah, exactly. Mine, not so much. <laughs> There's scotch tape and, uh, some poster board, but that's about it anyway. Um, I've got one of the Snoop Dogg tickets because one of the, the Snoop Dogg show did so good the first night they added a second yes, night on the, the spot. The, the second night was the one we went to. Yeah, the second night was added on the fly, and they had like some old tickets, and they just wrote Snoop Dogg yeah. over the sharpie. And I've got one of the one of those maybe framed, or I've got it in my box that I haven't put up there yet. I don't even know if we had tickets. How how did we get in? Chops I think we just tree. showed up. Chops and tree. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I see. He has a. Uh, a trapped uh, ticket up there. Lance, Lance asked, "What was the Canadian band that came through all the time?" Well, there was cross Canadian. Oh, U.S. U.S. Yeah, US, the US Bus. 
Now, you were their personal security, uh, weren't you? Didn't you go well, on tour with them? No, no. I mean, we hung out all the time. What's up with Jeff? They still play. Yeah, they they still there. But no, me and me and Dallas would go, you know, to different states and shit to hang out with them and chill. Lance says that's not who it was. But Lance it was cross Canadian ragweed. Um, I don't remember who else would have been a Canadian band, but that came through all the time. Uh, let's see here. U.S. Uh, is about the only Canadian. Dallas. Uh, no. What band did Dallas play in? No, I was just wondering what he was up to now. I think he's still working at uh, Ferguson's. You know the lighting store. Well, he, he's part of he he has part of well, a hot rod shop out in Byron too. Oh, is he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's still playing it. I think he he may even be drumming somewhere now. I, my old Facebook page got deleted. Well, he was. was so I've been having to like slowly add people back. He and, was with Voodoo Thirteen, but something happened there, and they all had a falling out. So, yep. Uh, well, we went and got tattoos and everything. <laughs> Uh, Bubba McPherson says, "How can you forget Spank the Monkey? They're still kidding. We well, hadn't forgot Spank, man. There was you know, so Spank was a different story, right? Because we we all kind of ran in a different circle, other than when we worked, other than when you worked at the dock. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, I spent a many when I had my boat, I spent a lot of time at the dock and with Spank and all that, and that was a fun time. But like all the Jackson bars weren't really cover band bars." You know, like the Jackson bars were original, were booty, yeah, yeah. Were booty music DJs and original bands on Friday nights. Exactly. And the dock was always cover, a cover band. Same band Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday during the summer. Yeah. It's like they, they just ran, ran a circuit. Yeah. So, and like I said, those bands were great. I, and look, I, I love those guys. Uh, well, hell, isn't that Heath? That is he. Isn't that Heath from Spank the Monkey? <laughs> just saying, don't forget Spank the Monkey. <laughs> no, it's Bubba. I'm sorry. We, uh, it's Bubba. But, Heath, wasn't Heath's last name Ferguson or something like that? No, it's, uh, is it Resnault? That's right. That's something like that. My bad. Yeah. I can't, I can't pronounce it. He's a coon ass. (laughs) He's good people. Uh, I love Heath. Heath and Joel. They are awesome. (laughs) Let's see. The comments coming on in now, man. Uh, Danny Ford said two ton meat plow. That was, uh, Lance got it. He's the theory of a dead man. So I saw a theory of a dead man out here in Brandon back in March or April. They were making up the COVID show that got canceled yeah. three or four times. I'm not a big fan of their new music at all, but the older stuff, man, look, I say all that to say this. They put on one of the best concerts I've seen in a long time. I mean, those guys are professionals. Yeah. I mean, they got up there, cool light show, uh, really, really put on a great show. Still, some of the best shows, though, was the Seven Dust shows. Uh, oh, dude. Look, the Seven Dust, talk I, about I miss that. those guys. I mean, look, I yeah. still, I'm still plugged in with their head of security, Yoshi. Yeah. And he's also breaking Benjamin's head of security. Oh, okay. So I've never been backstage at the Brandon Amphitheater yet. I've been to a million concerts there, but there's never, nobody I knew <laughs> played. It was always some weird shit. I waited to the day of when breaking Benjamin came here and I just dug up an old number. I texted Yoshi question mark. He still had my phone number. He was like, what do you need? <laughs> and, and look, Yoshi's a, Big jacked up, all muscle Asian, half Asian dude. And ain't a whole lot of just big, big Asian dudes, you know. But you figure there's a billion people over there. There's bound to be a couple big ones. Yoshi is one of them. And uh, so I finally got to go and do the whole uh, backstage party experience at uh, at Brandon Amphitheater with with those guys. That was a good time. Let's see here. Bubba says, uh, well, he's replying. I'm not going to get into people's back and forth conversations. <laughs> um. 
Let's see. Uh, Amber says, haven't seen Trig in years. Love him. His wife's in here. Be careful. <laughs> just simmer <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nolan, what's up, dude? Nolan McElroy, man. I tell you, Nolan's good people. I ran into him. It's probably been six months or more now, nine months. Back in March, I think, after a crawfish bowl out there at uh, BB's. They were having their crawfish bowl or uh, – St. Paddy's Day. That was it. It was St. Paddy's Day after party. I wasn't going to St. Paddy's parade, but the uh, they had the party out there. BB saw Nolan for the first time in a long time. I went to his wedding. Nolan's. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, uh, let's see here. What else we got? Emily is back. It says Gore and Mushroom Head. That was a good one there. Uh, Sean says, "Is that was that the one at fire?" Yeah. See, I missed that one because I had a slave driver boss at this club I worked at, and he made fucking work that night. Who was it? This guy named Clay Edwards. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's back when me and Chip were, were, were beefing, I'm sure, and I was like, nobody's going to Chip's place. Sabotage that. You know the crazy thing? Whenever they got the beef in, I was like, they were going for custody on me. Uh, it's always the highest bidder. <laughs> So Amber says, didn't Egypt Central play? They they did come around. Yeah, so Egypt Central, I brought them to 105 once, and then they played Fire also. So, yeah, but that was a – Memphis had some great bands. We discovered one less reason and got, oh, them, got them to those play. Those guys are awesome. Look, I tell the story a good bit. One of the, one of the funniest or craziest scenes I've ever seen in my life is – I brought one less reason to town to do back-to-back shows. They had an acoustic party at Reed Pierce's for my birthday. Yes. And the next night to play a full band show at Howlin' Mouse. Both events sold out. This, they were this, that, that's how popular one less reason was yeah. in Jackson. That I was going to pay 700 out of my pocket for the acoustic show and just let everybody in free at Reed Pierce's. Yeah. So many people showed up that Reed's like, how much were you paying them? I was like, 700. He's like, I'm paying the band. We sold more liquor than we ever thought we would. <laughs> they paid the band. We get back to my house. I walk into my kitchen at whatever time of the morning it was, and there's chops and who were you in the? You were standing in the kitchen, butt naked, drinking, drinking. Uh, oh, fuck, I don't you were know. Standing in the kitchen, butt naked, doing shots of Jägermeister at the freezer in my parents' house. Well, yeah, well, that's because we just got out of the swimming pool, and I needed a drink. Was, keep in mind, this is August, late August. My birthday's August seventeenth, so it's in that general vicinity. But yeah, I, I can't remember. It was somebody else that was in there. The, I turned the corner, and there y'all are naked in the kitchen doing shots of uh, Jaeger. It was Pedro, wasn't it? I ain't sure. I think it was. I ain't sure, man. That was good times. Apparently, I had this problem at a certain point in my life. I would get really, really drunk and just get naked. <laughs> just whatever. Fuck, I don't <laughs> I'm naked. <laughs> I mean, just like talking about being scarred. When they we, we like I said we did a shot of Jaeger to kick this party off, just kind of loosen up a little bit. And the first thing I thought about was, I still, I still can't think of Jaeger without thinking of chops naked in my parents' kitchen. <laughs> like, ah. yeah. hey, real quick before we forget, man, we got on some shirts here, fueled by haters. This is Trig Sun's brand. Is that, is that what's going on here? How can people support this? Come on, come jump on the mic. Tell everybody real quick. Tell everybody who you are and how they can support you. Oh, 
<laughs> I'm Trig Sign. Uh, Blaze on Facebook. I'm Tang. So if you uh, want to fuel my head shirt, uh, y'all can follow me at on Facebook or Instagram. My Instagram Trig Three X. My Facebook is Titan Trig, not Blaze Trig. And yeah, thank y'all. If y'all do buy one, uh, just. Yeah, appreciate it, y'all. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> hey, d- do this. Comment in the comments of the live feed so people can find you. All right, so yeah, man, y- y'all buy a shirt fueled by haters. If there was ever a crew of people, <clears throat> one in particular, that was fueled by their haters, it would be this group. <laughs> Chops, for you adjust his mic back? Yeah. There we go. Um, that, Man, that's good. All right, man. Th- see, I love getting the crew together like this. It is like a family reunion in the comments. Yeah, you know, just like everybody, uh, kind of coming together. Uh, Emily, I'm sorry, Trig, your mom, your wife says, uh, "Ash chops about the time when we were roommates at the house in Richland, and it got raided, and everyone acted like they were asleep." That was it, Tim. That was y'all. Well, I know you wasn't there. <laughs> that was that was when we were living over at Tim's house, right down the road from where y'all lived. Right. Yeah. Oof. This is crazy. <laughs> Which I think I actually was asleep because <clears throat> I was asleep on the couch and they came in. I was like, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. All right. So let, let's, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, let's move it back to the nightclub stuff and kind of get out of the, the personal stuff that pops off at houses and whatnot. Um, <laughs> Cause that can go down a dark, dark road. Chops, you were there this night. True. You weren't, but I'm sure you've heard about it at this point. It was late at the dock one night. Daryl had just got back from LA. He was there. I was there. The dock was closed. These dudes come back in and start whooping on. I mean, I'm not, not saying you get your ass whooped, but they start they start jumping on security guards. Well, what that was is I'd kicked them out earlier in the night. Yeah, and this somehow, is four in the morning. Yeah, and somehow they just strolled right back in after we're closed. After they got out of jail. Yeah, they got arrested. Yeah. Because they were running their mouths to Reservoir Patrol. Yeah. Well, we're sitting in there. It's me, you, Daryl, Arnold, Dirty D, Vince Vance. Yes. Oh, I will give it. I will give it to some Vince Vance. That old man was throwing down right around with us. Yes. Man, he uh, he he picks up a chair. Yes. And goes WWE (laughs) on somebody with the chair. And then I think he threw like a trash can or something across the the dance floor. I was like, dang. He was he had to be every bit of 70 at the time. Oh yeah. If yeah. not older. Yeah. So that was one of the wildest me, nights. So what you're saying is they got kicked out, got arrested, went to jail, came back, yes. and fought security. Yes. I but the fucked up thing <laughs> is, the fucked up thing is, I was it was like me. And one other security guy that was actually inside at the time. So I'm the one that kicked them out. So they come back in and they're like, walk around behind me. And I, I look and I was like, hey, I threw y'all out there. And he's just like, grabbed me by the back of the shirt and brought me down to the floor. And so as I get back up, I go at him. And one of my own guys is trying to stop me. And I'm like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> oh man look that was wild but the, the thing was it was already four in the morning we're just sitting in the band
in and loaded out. We're just sitting in there talking and the gate, the front door was still open. Yeah. They, they just hey. strolled on in. I mean, just strolled on in and just got to sw- swinging. But I mean, they sat there in jail, marinated, got mad as hell. Yeah. Apparently stumbled back off into some more alcohol when they got out. Or maybe they didn't go to jail, but they got hauled off by, by, oh, what you call it, by Reservoir Patrol. And then the whole, the whole fucked up thing in the situation is I get them barred. Well, not even a week later, they let them back in because they spend a lot of money in yeah. our bar. Okay. At least they didn't buy the party. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you are right. Well, you know, look, say what you want. I mean, I, I know how to get people out. You know, I've I, kind of been the Pied Piper over the years of getting people to come places and do things. Oh, uh, well, let's see. There was another, there was another good story and I was just thinking about it, but you, uh, you went that direction and I, I have forgotten what I was going to say. Cause I'm trying to think of like good old bar memories here. And well, I'm, I'm drawing blank. I'm drawing a blank. I had a good one guys. And this is a, this is a, something I do every now and then I just completely forget what I'm talking about. So I will hit the comments back here to see if anything pings a memory about the fighting. Okay. Yeah. So uh, mama bear, Emily put a link to the fueled by haters uh, shirts or to Titans Facebook page. Um, some, uh, Tony has a good idea. He says a sip of beer would help. Okay. Look, uh, Casey Pickens brings up the horseshoe. Did he, now did either one of y'all work at the horseshoe? I did. I did. You did? Yeah. So remember the I, time I actually walked in one night and was basically told I now work there. Remember the time that when we first opened crazy eight, the billboard. The billboard. <laughs> oh, she was so pissed at you. <laughs> oh, she fucking hated you. Well, she would. She had this little methodical way. And look, I like boots now. I, God bless them. And she had this methodical way of spreading gossip and rumor around Heinz that oh they're closed or they're not open or they're getting raided tonight. That that, that Bartek bar owners, bar owners used to love that one. I heard they were getting raided tonight. Yeah, you know, and it would always hurt our business. So finally. I went and got this huge billboard that was right above their, it was on their property. In the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, it was in, in the, the parking, parking lot. lot. And it was the massive billboards. And uh, it said, Crazy 8. It had an arrow point that said, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it had the hours of operation out there. And that's where I got, I think I got that idea from DeWitt and Renee, uh, Renee did it. Okay, so when the dot was rocking and rolling, obviously, one of the incarnations of no, I, I had to have done it first. The timeline don't match up. I had to have done it before they did. Well, they also did it outside of Banana Joe's and yeah, that whole Fiat, that whole old rodeo's building, whatever all that was. Yeah, they had the dot billboard right there, but it was a smaller one just because that's what was there. But yeah, man, they hated that crazy oh, yeah. eight billboard, which I would have hated it too. But don't shit get hit. Trust me, I I heard it every Thursday night when I went in there. Yeah, that but that so. Timeline here, Crazy 8 opens August 10th, 20, uh, 2001. One month and the day basically later, 9-11 happens. Yep. And we were just starting to really get our, our feet under us, kind of get it figured out. Well, you think you know about how to run a bar until you open one. And I mean, I'd worked it a bunch and been around a bunch, but man, once the once you get rolling, and so, man, that's a lot of personality. We had some security guards that had no business being security guards at the beginning there. I ain't going to name no names. God bless them. 
but we had some security guards had no business being security guards. We're starting to get all the bugs worked out and uh, you know, you're a buddy, but you can't work here. You know, th- that type stuff. Nine 11 happens. I'm like, well, that's it guys. <laughs> that was on a Tuesday. I was like, I, that Thursday night, I was like, why aren't we even opening? Well, I'd be damned. We didn't have our biggest night ever. But to date in that month, we had like six or 700 people show up on that Thursday night for college night. And I'll, what I'll never forget about that is it reminded me that college kids aren't thinking about all the shit adults are thinking about. Oh, no. Like, even we, we were under <laughs> attack. The, it's still, still smoldering fire on the side of 9 11. Like, fuck it, we're getting drunk. And it, it crazy ate it. Shake that ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. <laughs> or uh, cash money records. <laughs> Taking over for the nine nine and the two thousands. <laughs> Just if you were in the way of some uh, medium built white girl between you and the dance floor, you were getting run over. <laughs> you were getting run over. Who was who was the first DJ at Crazy Eight? Man, I, what was the guy's name? I know at one point it was Chris Vitt. Chris, it may have been Chris, but it may have been the first DJ there. Uh-uh, it was some older guy. Was it the older guy yeah. that uh, he had just got out of jail? Oh, he was somebody's that's friend. Awesome, <laughs> Bill. Bill was his name. Bill's a good dude. I would love. To, I would love to know how to find Bill. If, uh, if Bill, if you're on my Facebook friends and you're watching this, and I don't happen to be putting two and two together, please, uh, please, um, I tag yourself. I don't remember Bill. Man, we used to. It was just. He was a good dude, man. <laughs> it was just crazy as hell the way you know shit happened back then. Well, you know, it's so funny how you would meet people. How about Scott? I mean, Scott was at my birthday. Yeah. And um, I mean, another good dude. Now, we ended up with some people there at Crazy 8 that were like, Scott rode with us, just like you, Trigger. I mean, all the way through the 105 time. Right. I mean, you finally tapped out at some point, maybe when we brought on the business partners there at the end. Yeah. And I, that's about the time I should have tapped out, too. <laughs> you know? And I wasn't far behind you. But, uh, but you know, Scott rode with us to the end there. You were there. Uh, Steve Mason. I mean, he didn't necessarily work. The, you know, he went security, but I mean, he was he DJ'd a lot. He did a lot of DJing and uh, the light show and and all that stuff. And uh, I'm trying to think who else would road to the you know, Paul, Grandpa Corey Hammond. He tapped <sighs> out before we even got downtown. <laughs> you know, like that, that's about the time he, him and Missy started chasing. You know, or he started <laughs> chasing her and couldn't couldn't see straight. Oh lord! You uh, know, he basically missed the whole downtown ride. You know, I mean, he was as big a part of Crazy Eight as anybody. Yeah. Speaking of Grandpa, G Paul, he came up to Pops one night. You want me to let him in? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you can let me in. <laughs> Why, dude, it's a different program now. I don't have the same stroke. And he'd clown me in front of people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you clown him back? I clowned him back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, I was talking about, I was telling a story on the radio show the other day. And it was a, it was from before our nightclub. Because me and Grandpa grew up together. Yeah. I mean, from like high school, 14, 15 years old, up, 14 years old on up. And I was telling a story about us going to a party. And one of, Daniel DeWeese, God rest his soul, he got too drunk and we had him in the back of a truck. And we drove to a car wash <laughs> in Byron. When they were asleep in the back of the truck just to prank him. But he raises up. Halfway through the car wash, like the Undertaker, and gets slapped. No, and he just looks. Oh, he's getting slapped by the <laughs> by the brushes and yeah. the water, and he's just looking to the left and to the right and trying to figure out what is going on. And I'm like, he had this look on his face, like, man, he's gonna kill somebody. <laughs> 
And who does who's the first person he swings on? Grandpa had nothing to do. The one person had nothing to do with any of it. And hey, y'all don't know who Grandpa is. Grandpa was a friend of mine named Corey Hammond. We just he always every other word out of his mouth telling a story about his grandfather. So we just started calling him Grandpa, and it just stuck. Then he got another call on G Paul. Exactly. And I had talked to him about five or six years. About eleven o'clock every night, I get a first off. You call me on Facebook Messenger. I think you're a stalker, weirdo. <laughs> You've been hacked. Something. Don't call me through Facebook Messenger. But Grandpa calls me through Facebook Messenger. And you know, when you ain't talked to him in five years, you better be ready to sit down and have a conversation. Oh, dude. I'm like, man, he th- probably thinks I'm ignoring his calls because I don't want to talk to him. I had to be up at five o'clock in the morning. I ain't starting a conversation at eleven o'clock with Grandpa and having to catch up on five years of conversation. <sighs> but Anyway, so back to the gas station and uh, Daniel swinging on Grandpa. Well, we just leave Daniel there. Clearly, he's in a bad mood. And nobody really wants to deal with him after taking him through the car wash. <laughs> we go back to my folks' house down down on Terry Road there. And, you know, we're there about an hour. So like, well, I guess we better go back and get Daniel. <laughs> so we're going back up Terry Road and he's walking down Terry Road. And uh, I, said, I said this on the radio the other day. I was clearly a terrible friend. <laughs> but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, don't be friends with me. Or don't get that drunk around me. Yeah. And we're passing and we're like, Daniel, get in. First person he swings on again is Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember anything after that, but I mean, he was determined it was all Corey's fault and he had nothing to do with any of it. Clearly he was not letting it go. No, maybe because Corey was the smallest one too. That's I figured if he had was. to. What now? Corey was a small guy. Yeah. yeah if, he, if, he was, if he had a chance, because Daniel wasn't a big guy either. <laughs> if he had a chance of beating anybody, it was going to be Corey. Yeah. <laughs> he, he <won't> <laughs> <laughs> and he had like that gold medallion he always wore. <laughs> he did. Oh, nugget. Yes. Yeah. Oh, grandpa oh, oh, grandpa. <laughs> Let's see here, man. Is any, we got any more texts that are that we need to catch up on? Uh Hey, the texts have slowed down a little bit, or the the comments have, unless mine's just running behind here. Let's see here. Man, look, y'all be sure to follow um, my YouTubes and Facebooks and Rumbles and all that stuff. Just go at SaveJXN. You can see the little thing on the bottom, and it's everywhere. And we're doing this, and we, we, we tell stories like this on my show all the time, and hopefully we can do more of these with these guys, they, they've never, I don't need the one of y'all ever done a podcast. Have you? No. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is, can be a intimidating thing to step off into and do if you haven't done it. And like, I didn't do any show prep for this. I'm like, man, I've known these guys for 30 years. If we can't, the three of us can't find something to talk about. We don't, I, I don't need to be doing this. <laughs> so I just thought we'd sit down the night, hit play and look, we, no game plan at all. We just thought, man, this is for our, something for all of our friends. If something was to happen to one of us, man, this will, exist forever unless we get hit with an emp <laughs> you know and uh be able to tell these stories our kids will be able to see this and the people go back and be able to remember this kind of stuff um so i look i enjoy it it's trig what uh, no, not trig i'm sorry uh chops yes tell everybody what you're doing now you're driving 18 wheelers yes i drive a truck for a living so what got you were doing private security for a while and now you're doing 18 wheelers how what made you decide to do it well i was actually I was actually doing construction and it just, it kind of dried up and like I I hadn't had a job doing construction in like two months. And I was like, I got to make money. I got to figure out something. 
something to do. Don't give Trick COVID. So I uh, I went to the school and here I am. How, how long have you been doing it? Uh, next May will be three years. Three so years. two, two and a half years, you somewhere up in there. I mean, I know the answer to this because I've talked to you before I asked yeah. this question. Um, but so everybody else in the world knows. I mean, you're doing pretty well with it. You're actually to the point of being an instructor, right? I'm actually a trainer, yeah. Trainer, yeah. Well, that's good stuff, brother. Good stuff. Trig, I, I know what you're doing. Um, you're a professional bicycle BMX dad. Yes. And um, tell us, man, brag on the kids for a minute, man. Well, I mean, what are you doing? What are the kids up to? Tell us how have we got a pro – are you going to be in the X Games? What, what's your plan? You going to be in the next Rad movie? Mm. My, my, my. That would be awesome. I mean – Titan over here is a is a, a championship BMX racer. Yeah. You know, I mean, like real deal, Holyfield, no BS. And oh, I mean, <laughs> you got your ears. Have you ever seen the movie Rad? Oh, dude, it was awesome. <laughs> I met the guy that starred in Rad. <laughs> can you name the guy? Because nobody can. I can't remember. See? <laughs> but we were, we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma at a BMX race. Yeah. And he was there. Mm. It was when they were trying to do a hell track. Yeah. Remember the hell track? Yeah. They were doing a hell track, being like modern day hell track thing, like a couple of years ago, and he was there promoting it. Um, so uh, every now and then on, on Facebook, and after saying all this and to hear, you know, because Facebook listens to everything we say, things will pop up for sale on our timelines. Yeah. I had this conversation a couple of years ago. Next thing I know, there's some company making retro rad racing jerseys and stickers <laughs> and shirts and all these things. Man, it took every fiber of my being not to order one of everything. <laughs> you should have. Yeah, I mean, when y'all leave tonight, I may watch rad. <laughs> <laughs> Sit over here by myself like, oh, man. And you could follow up Rad with Gleaming the Cube. Uh, well, you, so they, I was going to say Gleaming the Cube, best Christian Slater movie ever. And one of the funny things, they, they re-released that movie with a different name. Really? Yeah. It was like, for whatever reason, I don't know if they just figured Gleaming the Cube, because I never, that's supposed to be a skateboard term. It's terrible. I, I don't know. Let's see here. I think the way they do those movies like that, they, the names are like whatever. Let's do this. Different countries. What movie? Names. What did they rechange the name to Gleaming the Cube? We'll ask Google. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Gleaming the Cube is a 1989 American neo-noir film directed by Graham Clifford and starring Christian Slater as Brian Kelly, a 16-year-old skateboarder investigating the death of his adopted Vietnamese brother. Okay, but that didn't answer my question. <laughs> what, what did they change the name of Gleaming the Cube to? According to Wikipedia, Gleaming the Cube is a 1980 no, American film. Well, you know what? Long story short, they Google. changed the name of Gleaming the Cube. Remember? Oh, okay. They changed the name to A Brother's Justice. And it's also apparently called Skate or Die in some other countries. That was a, a badass Justice. Nintendo game. So remember, remember the scene of the guy being pulled on the skateboard behind the Pizza Hut truck? Yeah. You know who that was? Who? Tony Hawk. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. So, a little right. useless 80s trivia there for you. Let's see here. Um, And then you could watch Breaking. 
I guess I should just be paying attention to the comments because these people are way smarter than I am. <laughs> and uh, uh, David Clark had already named it in there. They renamed it to Brothers Revenge or Justice. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put the chat so everybody else can see it. There we go. We'll change the screen up a little bit. People can see the chat on the uh, overlay there. And uh, we'll see how that works. All right. Does anybody in the chat have a question for any of us? Uh, Chops, Drew, myself. Uh, Junior asks, Clay, where can we get one of their shirts? Junior, you can uh, check them out there, man. Um, Emily tagged Titan, Trig's son, in the um, so you know what it looks like. Um, here it is here. Computer's going a little slow. Bear with me. Uh, that's what the the uh, comment looks like there. You'll have to scroll back up, up a little bit there and get one of them fueled by hater shirts, man. They uh, they gifted us one, so I do appreciate it. Y'all ain't expecting me to pay for this thing, are you? I show love. What? So I use this company called. I got a free sticker. It's all done to order. So I don't have to add a penny into it. You want the shirt style, whatever. Pay 20 bucks, they'll ship it to you. And I don't, I never do anything. Once a month or so, I'll get a $15 check from them. Like somebody actually bought a shirt. But I'm going to get some made here locally. Get Michael Applewhite to do me some. Yeah. Uh, over at Shirt Shop Graphics in Byron. Free plug, Michael Applewhite. And um, I'm going to sell them, give them out somewhere. <laughs> do I? I tell him don't beat Michael Apple. Oh yeah. Do, do you have? Do y'all have somebody that does them? You do. Yeah. Good. Good. When you're in Marvel, probably talk about V. We got some V stories. Oh. I'm sure. You know, I should we should have got him to come up. We he's back here. You know. Yeah, I I think the last place I saw him was at your your party at Black Axes. in two years into a and both of them was me throwing yeah my birthday at back porch back in august and the uh, radio release radio yeah. launches and what i've learned is we get older people will still still come out once a year you know like in mass like you can get everybody out once a year and i don't mind being the guy the shameless plug guy to attach my name to it if we can get everybody out and have a time let's see here my child, she's like, I don't know if it's your Wi-Fi or mine, um, but the live heaps uh, It's not the this app, this camera app that I use to stream uh, into the program and all, all that stuff. Is I just didn't want to yeah. use my phone. Yeah, I've noticed on here it's it's lagging. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, that's you'll have that on big jobs. Big <laughs> jobs. Let's wrap this one up. So we're not here all night. Five o'clock comes early. You guys, anything you want to plug? They didn't want to bring up a story. I'm not going to keep it up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll be going through a divorce. I don't need to go through any lawsuits on top on top of it. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. 
and people will hit us up with a million ideas and maybe we'll add another person to the mix next time around and uh, do this. And this will be available in audio only if you want to go back and um, don't want to have to deal with the lagging video or if you listen to podcast, I'll have it posted. Enjoyed it. Like I said, we can sit here all night, man. I don't want to burn you guys out. I want us to be able to everybody that joined us in the comments tonight. Uh, Chops, there's your wife. I just in there. Yes. Uh, shout out to Melissa. Shout out to everybody. I'm, again, uh, Emily. Thanks for letting them get out of the house on a school night. <laughs> <laughs> Titan, how old are you? So seventeen. Dang, boy, yeah. big boy for seventeen. You gonna transition into fighting? Get him over there to the Pearl Boxing Club, Bombay. Jordan Bow. I can't either. I can have a couple of concussions. Yeah, but yeah, you don't want to mess with that. that, that, that what we know now about concussions. <laughs> exactly. You know, back in the day, walking that, off. <laughs> that whole getting hit shit hurts. A little pneumonia under the nose. Yeah. Little pneumonia tablets. What are, what were those things called when they they wake you back up with the little rocks, the little, no, smelling salt? Yeah, yeah smelling, smelling salt. salt. Like it was like pneumonia. And yeah. So the uh, just kind of off subject here, but the ceramic coating we use when I do the ceramic coating job yeah. on cars, you take a little whiff of that. It's the same things like, Whoo. Oh, I had a customer in there the other day. I was trying to explain to him, this is the real deal stuff. This ain't no middle of the mall ceramic. <laughs> I, I opened it up. It's like, smell this. Like, don't go too hard. But they wasn't good. It was too late. Ooh. Yeah. The dude almost fell out there in the chair at the dealership. I was like, Oh man, I'm sorry. I just letting you know, that's the real deal. Imagine if it, if it does that to your brain, what it'll do for your paint. But uh, all right, well, look, man, this was a great time. I appreciate you guys coming over. We got some cold pizza to eat and uh, get ready for tomorrow. Y'all tune in. Clay Edwards Show tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. on 103.9 WYAB. And, uh, again, appreciate everybody. Appreciate you guys for coming over. I appreciate the shirt. Appreciate everything, man. Y'all stay safe. Stay blessed. And uh, we'll be back and we'll do this again.